0: In this episode, I speak with a crossdresser who goes by the name Fcat. Fcat currently resides in El Paso, Texas, and she's a former U.S. Marine who comes on the Cross Yas podcast to talk about her crossdressing experiences. Yes, I released another episode earlier this week, so I won't have any extra Yas of the week. But maybe you'll settle for a Yas of the day, because that's all I got. Here's episode 22 of the Cross Yas podcast with my talk with Fcat. So, shall we get the episode going? Yes!
1: Yes yes yes. Yes, 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 yes,
0: Welcome to the Cross Yass Podcast. The podcast that says yes to everything related to cross-dressing and gender. I'm Giselle Mirsal, your cross-dressing host. Hit me up on Instagram at Giselle Mirosol, and discover the podcast there too, at Cross Yas Podcast. We're on Facebook and Twitter as well, at Cross Yas. That's spelled C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S. And hey, are you looking to contact the podcast with your feedback or considering sharing your own personal story on the podcast? Well, the answer should still be yes. Email the podcast at crossyasspodcast at gmail.com. That's C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S podcast at gmail.com. Hey again, Cross Yass listener. And yes, I'm back with another episode so soon. Partly because I feel bad with missing some episodes in the previous weeks, so I want to come back at you with another episode today. I don't have an extra yass of the week this week, but how about a yass of the day? My YAS of the day goes to Orange County Pride, also known as the OC Pride. Yeah, that's right. Like the early 2000s Fox drama, The OC. Remember? Yeah, that was the theme song. You remember Summer, Ryan, Marissa, Seth, all those wonderful folks.
1: You solved it. You figured it out. That's, you're a mystery solver. You're like an encyclopedia brown.
0: Well, my girlfriend, Kirsten, lives in Orange County, and today and the rest of the week, they are having OC Pride events. Yes, continuing the Pride theme for the Yas of the week, I want to talk about Pride. If you caught episode 21, which was a couple days ago, I talk about Pride and how awesome it was. Here's a clip. Pride San Francisco was one of the first events where I was surrounded by people who weren't afraid to be themselves. There were gay men, lesbian women, crossdressers, drag queens, trans people, asexuals, heterosexuals, homosexuals, queers, and everyone else just there to celebrate being free. But yes, OC Pride is happening this week. On Saturday, June 22nd, the parade will start at 1130 a.m. to 1230 p.m. on 4th Street in Santa Ana, California, while the festival will start at noon and go till 10 p.m. in downtown Santa Ana. Also, on June 25th, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim baseball team will host Pride Night, where those in attendance will receive a Pride-themed Angels hat at Angel Stadium in Anaheim, California. I'll be there for Pride this weekend, and I hope to see you there. DM me on Instagram or Twitter, and maybe we can meet up. Can't wait to see you there. And that was the... Yes! ...of the day. As for this episode, I talk with FCAT, where the F stands for anything you want, like Femcat, but we'll just go with FCAT. She's a different kind of guest because, well... She's a former US Marine that goes against what you think most crossdressers wear. She loves to dress in grunge, goth like clothing, as you can see in the promo photo for this episode. She's a pragmatic and reasonable crossdresser who's gotten a lot of luck with respect to people accepting her crossdressing. We have a great talk that I'm sure you'll love. So, let's get to it. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. Hey guys, just want to talk about Anchor real quick. You know, I love Anchor so much. They've helped me so much with this podcast. It's free and they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Really guys, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead and go to it. It's great. Welcome to
1: the Cross the Ass podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself? I just go by FCAT usually. You can find me pretty much in a game called Sansar. I play around with some tools in there and try to develop stuff. Um, Other than that, I just do my stuff on Instagram and don't go out as much as I used to when I lived in Austin, but I think I've been dressing for at least 21 years, maybe longer. I don't remember the actual time I started. Okay, and
0: to introduce yourself to the Cross Podcast, you go by what name exactly?
1: I usually go by F-Cat. F-Cat, gotcha. gotcha. And the F is whatever they want to say it is. <laughs> I always thought it was funny. People are like, what's the F stand for? But it's always for something inappropriate, and it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it just means the F is just for femme, because a long time in high school, I used to just go by cat. Hmm. And you cross in high school then, too? Uh, well, high school is interesting because high school is where I can kind of got a taste of putting on makeup, putting on nail polish, stuff like that. Hanging around with the goth and punk kids, kind of learning my way, so to speak. So you're primarily a crossdresser then, or are you something else? I'm I'm pretty much part time with that. Just a normal working person. And then I just like to to do my thing. Sometimes I'll go out. If I go to Austin, I'll definitely bring a couple outfits because I do like going to 6th Street and stuff like that. Just a different atmosphere than here. But uh, I get my time to go out as often as I can. Mm, Work makes it a little inconvenient. (laughs) Ah, what do you do for work? So right now I'm transitioning from doing a call center job to hopefully doing something that's more physical. I kind of want to go back into janitorial work. I don't know why. It's just, it's a no brainer. You don't have to spend money for the gym. You're always moving and you always look good. This is
0: true. you're forty now. You want to go through the history of your cross dressing stuff you said you've done it for twenty one years? He said,
1: yeah, I've been doing it for twenty about twenty one years been playing with it before that, and the last ten years, I've been very open about it, pretty much not going around the world telling everybody that I do this. But I don't care if people know. My girlfriend's been with me for about five years, so she knows about it, her family knows about it, and everybody is really cool with it. So that's the good thing. It is weird being in a place that's like Texas here, especially El Paso. It's a little bit more lenient towards that, but you still have your people out there who will not understand it no matter how many times you try to tell them you're a normal person, (laughs) so they automatically look down on you. But very macho culture here. I'm sorry, you were saying back to uh, El Paso, your girlfriend, five years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I've been kind of known for about 10 years out of it. So I've been very open. When I I got to Austin, I really thought that moving to Texas was going to kind of... I was like, oh, I'm moving to Texas. All the rumors about Texas, I got to straighten up and be a man and everything's bigger. And I get to Texas and the first thing I meet when I go to Austin are other cross-dressers and... A couple drag queens that kind of, I was interested in what they were doing and I kind of wanted to expand on it more. Yeah. Austin was a sanity bubble in Texas. So I remember I got just a greet one time at a local bar on 6th street, $200 for one night. (laughs) So it's like, wow, just to greet people, just to say hello to people. I get this much money. Wait, you were paid $200 just to greet people at the door. Wow because they were having a drag queen and crossdresser night. And I was like, I could go ahead and volunteer to be a greeter for you. And I got in just because I had a a friend that kind of helped me out. And I was in the army at that time. (laughs) That was right before they changed all of the rules about don't ask, don't tell and all that stuff. And
0: before we get into all that, I mean, did you know you're a crossdresser earlier in life? Or did you just find out in high school, like when you were 20? You said
1: I kind of built up to it. Mm hmm. I really, because, like I said, it's one of those stages in life where you're kind of like, well, does this make me gay? Does this make me this? Anything else like that? You know, and growing up as a teenager, you're kind of, yeah. As a teenager, I kind of tested the waters, but I didn't do the full-on thing. I wasn't doing makeup. I wasn't doing hair. It was mainly just, oh, that's a nice little skirt. I'm going to try it on and the trying on girlfriend's clothes and stuff like that kind of hidden thing which is i if I look back on it, i was like that's kind of a horrible thing to do but as a, I mean you try to tell a, a girl at 16 17 that you're into this thing they're gonna either laugh at you or they don't want to have anything to do with you because <laughs> they haven't even figured out life yet so you know in the 90s that kind of a taboo subject
0: no that's true you're right i mean it's less taboo now but i mean in the 90s but which is funny because the 80s had a huge androgynous movement, right? With certain artists and stuff like Boy George or Prince or, or Bowie, right? Like you mm-hmm. would wear certain things that, were, that could go male or female. But in the 90s, I don't know. Human League, that's another one. Right, right. <laughs> so you do have a girlfriend. I figure a heterosexual male that just cross dresses.
1: Or is there something more to it? Or how do you identify such? As far as what I consider myself, I've never really looked at gender as a disqualification. However, I've never really explored my, you know, the same gender. I've always had a girlfriend or anything like that. Will I change my opinion in time? I don't know. (laughs) I kind of live life the best way I see fit. But to answer that question, I still don't know. (laughs) Because we all have our thoughts. You
0: never thought of like transitioning, like I want to live full time as a female or I want to get on hormones or anything like that
1: no i've never wanted to do that i kind of like jumping between both it's like superman run into the well there's no phone booths anymore but <laughs> jump in the phone booth and come out a woman it's <laughs> right it's liberating mm-hmm. it gets you out of that macho mindset and if you look at my history of things i've done in my life the kind of work i did that's a very macho dominated field and it's nice to get away from that because really that They call it uh, toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. And I think it's healthy for guys to express a feminine side, even if it's just a minimal one. It gets you out of that high stress. Being a man is just way too stressful at times. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: What is your male-dominated field that you were talking about? Just the Army or something else?
1: Oh, I was Army and Marines. So I started in the Marines and then I went to the Army. The Marines, I started as a cook, but they ended up forcing me into an MP field. Ended up becoming an MP basically after September 11th. They needed MPs. They stopped a lot of people from getting out. I was one of them. I ended up staying another year as an MP. And everything that they learned in their training, I had to learn in like 30 days because they desperately needed people. And an MP is what exactly? I'm not sure what an Milita- uh, Military police. Oh, got it. Got it. Against my will. <laughs> I think I did a pretty good job. But And you were an MP... Where, where exactly? I was in Paris Island, South Carolina, which is one of the the big recruiting places for the Marines, because uh, they have San Diego and then they have Paris Island on the other side. Mm, gotcha.
0: When you were in, like, I guess these different places, were you in fem or I mean, you were you were still dressed as a masculine dude? But how did you use cross dressing as an outlet, or were you able to at
1: all? I got away with it usually on my own terms. I did have some friends in you know, South Carolina that were very open. So I would just basically have all my stuff at their place because it was a real, people don't realize it was a real thing that if they could accuse you of being, if they can point the finger at you and say, well, he's cross-dressing, he must be gay. There must be something wrong with him. Section eight. So there was a big fear of, of getting kicked out because you like to wear panties and it's just like, (laughs) 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 however, I think, towards the end of it, towards the end of my, when I transitioned over to the army, I got to keep quit using that word. It's a great word though. But when I moved over to the army, I eventually started repealing a lot of that stuff and I started just not to care anymore. So yeah, a lot of people, younger people forget there was a time within the last, you know, 10 years this wasn't even a topic. And they're they're now talking about don't want to get too political, but they're talking about banning soldiers that are trans again and banning soldiers who are gay again. I'm just like, we were already here. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So do you consider yourself trans then? Or do you have a label in it then? Or I don't really like labels. Labels kind of I think labels don't do you justice because it doesn't really describe your personality. I think that's the big thing is to me. I am willing to, when it comes to pronouns and calling somebody she, he, I am willing to do that because I don't see any problem with it. I honestly would rather call people by their name for most cases uh, because we were all born and we all got a name, you know? Right, right. (laughs) I don't want to fit into any kind of box. Yeah. Even with the the punk stuff and goth stuff, I don't like to be kind of put in that box. And the same thing with like being a soldier uh, originally. I don't like being put in that box either. Right. So how is it different living
0: now? I guess you Where were you originally from? So you said you moved into Texas. Did you move from somewhere
1: else? let's see. Let me go over all the places I've lived and I pick up a lot of things when I move from place to place uh, Chicago, Chicago area. That's where I was born. I was born in Hinsdale, Illinois, um, but I've been all over Chicago, mainly northern Illinois into Indiana. Kind of a different scene back there, kind of got into, you know, when you're a teenager, you're kind of just looking for people to belong to in a a small way. So Mm -hmm. I got introduced to a skateboarding culture punkers and then like the goth culture later on and the midwest is kind of like you kind of learn to adapt yourself because such a big place there's so many different people i used to call it the loser hallway because <laughs> popular people thought we were all losers but that's where all like the grunge kids and right goths and punkers skateboarders that's where we all hung out because it was the only place that before class that was our place to kind of just talk i mean that was I would call it early networking. <laughs> yeah, before the internet, right? Or before texting and mm. before Facebook. <laughs> the internet was around. Uh, this is about, say, 94 to 96. So the internet was around. It was just such a new thing, and not a lot of people really used it the way we use it today. Right. I mean, all I used the internet for in the 90s was to play shooters. Yeah. Uh, Doom. <laughs> yeah, Doom and Quake. Uh, Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem, right. Shout out. <laughs> Um, and today, I mean, there's we, a macho game,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> but um, comically macho for sure. I mean, it was so
0: like grotesquely like these big dudes and stuff. All the games in the 90s were like that, though, <laughs> these overly macho dudes. And that was from the Schwarzenegger Rambo kind of look. Yeah, not into that. What would you say, like, her style is? I mean, I've seen your pictures, you look great. What, uh, um,
1: Trash Panda. love it i like wearing the stuff there's nothing that i maybe i'm a hoarder but when it comes to buying any kind of clothes that i'm gonna wear for photos or wear out i like to make sure that it's something that if it even gets a rip in it i don't want to throw it out because i can i can make use of it the more holes in something the better it is (laughs) and do you shop at certain places are you a Goodwill or Salvation Army kind of go? I usually pick up stuff from eBay, Amazon. Goodwill's a place. Uh, there's a place called Savers. Ross is another place. And then for makeup, I'm all down for the Dollar General or the Dollar Tree because that's where I get most of my brushes and everything else I need. Fake eyelashes that I fight with constantly. <laughs> and the bigger the lash, the more that's going <laughs> to the mortal stick. I think I told you about that the other day when I first started talking to you that I was having a fight with my eyelashes and I wanted right. to go see the movie. Yeah, I literally had a fight with my eyelashes and I decided to leave and go see Avengers cuz I got tired of it. <laughs> um, how did you meet your girlfriend? I'm always interested in how other crossdressers meet girls that are
0: into it or how did, and how did the crossdressing how was that brought up in your relationship?
1: She always knew. Hmm. She knew from day 1. Well, I take that back. She had this, had her feelings that I was doing that. I didn't tell her until about, I think it was within the f- second year, I believe, that I actually told her. But she knew before then. I mean, living with somebody for five years, and you have women's clothing hanging up. I mean, put two and two together. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at least it didn't go the other way. At least she didn't think somebody was living here with me. Right. So you have another girlfriend, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no. And you guys met just by happenstance, or did you guys have it? Was it a dating app? Was it through friends? You know, to be honest, it was actually a dating site called Plenty of Fish. (laughs) You might want to bleep that one. I don't want to give them a shout out. (laughs) Why is that? Is that even around anymore? Plenty of Fish? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I haven't. I don't know what's out there anymore. (laughs) I've been not single for so long, so I plan on staying not single. <laughs> yeah. So, as far as the American dream, having the the wife, the kids, yeah, I, I kind of want that, the house, but or just the kid. I'd rather have one kid. Mm. And how old or is just she? my approach is different. How old is your girlfriend? She's in her thirties as well. Okay, you guys will get there. I'm in my forties. <laughs> I used to be in my thirties. Never mind. <laughs> ah, old angels creep up on you. Yeah, you tend to forget what age you are. I don't know. You seem to live a good life. Oh, yeah. That's creeping up on me. (laughs) As for your your girlfriend, she always knew. How did your family find out, or did they always know as well? I think everybody pretty much knew except for my brother. Mm. He was the hardest one to tell this to. Why is that? Well, I kind of danced around the issue, too, because at first I said it was cosplay, and then I kind of explained a little bit more. And then he's like, oh, cross-dressing. Oh, yeah, there's nothing (laughs) wrong with that. And I was like... Wow, I'm surprised because my brother is a big, (laughs) my brother is a big redneck. See, my family, Mm -hmm. part of my family lives in Louisiana. So, but he's a big redneck conservative guy. I mean, he's, he's really nice. It's, you have to love your family, unfortunately. Um, Right. (laughs) So, but he was a lot more open than I thought he would be. Uh, But I know that there's people in the family that may have reserves about it, or think it's about something else. Can't get mad at those people, you can only educate them, right? So, my mom sees my pictures a lot, and as a matter of fact, she was commenting on how I look like my original actual grandmother, oh, uh, not my step grandmother, uh, yeah, my original grandmother who passed away that is a while ago. I never actually met her, but she was saying how much you know you actually look like her. I'm <laughs> like, really. That's not what I was going for, but uh, <laughs> I could take it as a compliment. <laughs> right. You look like an old lady. <laughs> well, she never got, that's why I said we never met her. She never got to live to old age. Um, I want to say it was, yeah, I don't know what the cause of death was. I think it was lung cancer. Mm. But I guess at the time, you know, I would say the, the 40s and 50s, they probably just ate lead paint for dinner. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much it's all that. Uh, and anyone else in the family that you
0: like were you scared to tell them or how they just you're just like hey I'm a
1: cross rusher. and that was it there was like oh, okay TV shows and movies that talk about this topic they always make it seem like it's some kind of grand reveal but most of us right you know people just right. they don't care they just carry on with their day they're just like oh That's you. Bye. (laughs) People are so (laughs) caught up in their own lives that they don't stop to care. Right, right. Yeah, no one really gives a fuck. No one really cares. (laughs) They're just like, like, oh, okay. I think that's how society eventually should be, where just people just don't care. It'll make the world easier. That'd be nice. (laughs) Because, I mean, the problem is, like, if you've heard other people, it's.
0: I mean, I've talked to other cross and they've had the issue of, well, people actually do care. Because it shows, I don't know, like, oh, my son's gay or my son's this. They have this idea that they'd be someone else, which is, you know, at
1: least you've had a great experience, it sounds like. I mean, I've had my family is for the most part, except for maybe a few of them, most of my family are very progressive. They're not one of the regrets is that I didn't get to tell my step grandmother or my grandfather about it. I don't know how they would have taken it, but I honestly think they wouldn't have taken it in any other way. They would have been just happy,
0: because mm. they were happy people, or they were just similar mindsets.
1: Well, everybody's miserable for the most part, but <laughs> 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 um, no, they were, they were, they were, I guess, pretty happy, and they lived. You know, nothing shocked my grandmother. You could not shock her. <laughs> Why is that? She, she was just strong in that way. Like, she was almost, I would consider almost the dominant of the, re- of the relationship with my grandfather because my grandfather was, he's a good guy, but sometimes he was a pushover. <laughs> and as a kid, I exploited the hell out of that. <laughs> nice. I would ask him, he would say no, and I would ask her, and she would tell him, go buy that for him or take him there. <laughs> <laughs> Get me this. Kids kids do that. Kids know know which parent the weaker one is. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> For sure. So you cross dress in public and you said you don't do it as often.
1: Um is there a reason why? I don't go out much. Um mm-hmm. I'm more I'm I'm more of a homebody. My girlfriend is too. We like to sit at home, watch Netflix. We may go to the movies. You'll see us going out shopping sometimes. Um and then going to her family's house. Uh, mm. But other than that, and then plus with with work, decisions to do things have to be planned way in advance. The last time we planned something big, I had to work that day. I had to come home and then pack and then get ready. And it's like even to put on some makeup, I would have been late. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. I mean, I want to do that more in life. But like I said, it's not, it's not my priority in life. Right. It's more like a fun thing. Right. I mean, are you dressed up at home all the time? Yeah. Um, every other
0: day. Like in full garb, full makeup or just like panties? And-
1: oh, yeah. I, I do full makeup because I also do my photos. I'm kind of not really an amateur. I, I would say a novice when it comes to taking pictures, but I'm trying to build up to the point where I have my own studio and I could do more professional pictures
0: hmm. Did you go out a lot before dressed?
1: Up? Oh, yeah, yeah. And did you have any bad experiences at all? Bad experiences mostly come in the form of somebody yelling something depends. I start out the day as passable, but, you know, we as men grow things on our face that, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it just deteriorates from there. And usually it is the oh, it's a guy in a dress mentality. But that's all. They just yell and then they walk off. Right. Especially when you own it. You're like, really? Guy in a dress? Yep. And they, it just steals their thunder because they don't have any comeback for that. <laughs> they want you to get upset or feel bad about it. Right, right. Like, fight me. You're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Are you familiar with Eddie Izzard? Yeah, yeah, Eddie Izzard. Yeah. When he's talking about the bloke in a dress thing, he's like, yeah, bloke in a dress. It, it steals their thunder if you just admit to it. You just, yeah. So and <laughs> yeah it's like oh well, there you go yeah i think as we go into the future and hate to say it some of the older more ignorant people tend to disappear i think we'll get at a place where that's not going to be such a shock to people anymore and i think it's already in some places mm-hmm. um, where people don't even bat an eye anymore they They're just, they accept it. Right,
0: right. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. there goes (laughs) so-and-so.
1: Places like Chicago, New York, and I don't know where in California, but I imagine like San Diego, San Francisco. L.A., yeah. L.A., yeah. Sarah. yeah, Oakland.
0: Yeah, all those areas, they really are.
1: People are too concerned about their own existence or their own lives that they don't really even look away from their phone. so how can they? (laughs) right. Right. Yeah, they're too worried worried about their own Mm. thoughts and stuff. It doesn't really matter. One thing that I... uh, And I don't sound... I probably sound completely different than I look in the pictures. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) But the one thing I can't stand about nowadays, and this is going back into political stuff, people being kicked out of anywhere or judged for whatever belief they have. I mean... If I'm to expect people to be open-minded about cross-dressing, I need to be open-minded about their thoughts. Yeah. Even even if it's even if the, whatever they believe, it could be completely crazy, but that's what they believe in. I mean, who am I to, to judge them? So. Right. Never been a fan of outrage culture. I think outrage is wasted on people that the outrage shouldn't be wasted on. Yeah. 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 We want to get angry so quickly. It's kind of crazy. Being in places like Texas, or even South Carolina for the most part, coming from my humble origins from Chicago, where I'm used to different things, you gotta realize that, especially these smaller towns, these smaller cities, they're not up there yet. They're not progressive enough to where you are fully accepted. hmm I can't get mad at them. Right. I can only educate them and tell them, look, you know me. Am I a bad person? Right. So there you go.
0: <laughs> right, right,
1: right. And they're like, oh, I never thought of it that way. You're cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's the biggest thing is there's a lot of the fear of the unknown, right? It's like, oh, well, mm-hmm. I've heard these people are like this. And then you're like, oh, hey, no, you're not. You're cool, sort of mm-hmm. thing. So how do you get people to change that? Just by education or just by showing them like, hey, I'm, I'm this person and I trust us.
1: I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Is that the best way to do it? Well, if you ever become my friend, if anybody ever becomes my friend, one of the things I try not to do is turn my back on any of my friends, even if they have some crazy view in their head. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to turn my back to anybody. Right. That's when you can get people on your side. That's when you can get these people who hate us so much. When they're in, you know, when they're in need, reach out to them. That proves that, oh, Everything that I've been told is a complete fabrication. Mm-hmm. These people are not what they seem. And and that's with and that's with anybody, because we live in a society that has fed us a lot of stereotypes since the day we, you know, came out of the womb we've been, you know, stereotyped. Right. Right. It's like Certain people, you know, you you get this when you're growing up. Certain people are good at sports. Certain people are good at math. Certain people are, it's like, no, everybody is equally smart and equally stupid all at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Yes. So
0: let me ask you this. What's what's the stereotype that you, or the biggest misconception about crossdressers that you'd like to clear up or change or hope to change? The
1: whole predator thing? What predator thing? The movie, The Predator. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, the whole <laughs> illusion that, especially when the biggest topic was, I don't think it should be on the ballot, but bathroom rights. When they were talking about, oh yeah, cross dressers, you know, any man could just come in wear a, wear a dress and abuse a kid, and I'm like, yeah, that's something you might not might want to not associate with cross dressing because really, that's a deranged person. If they're doing that, (laughs) that has nothing to do. I mean, they could be wearing Dockers and a, you know, dress shoes for all we know. That's (laughs) mental illness. Right. You know, and that's the biggest misconception that I always see. And they spread this stuff at like churches and stuff like that. (laughs) And It's like, that's not what's going on. Yeah. Where do they get these ideas that crosshessers
0: just want to molest all these kids or want to take these people in bathrooms and stuff i never got that and why a bathroom <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah a have public you used a bathroom, bathroom. <laughs> have you used a bathroom it's dirty and i just
1: ugh, it smells yeah. <laughs> nasty yeah you know, to do like your ritual of cleaning the seat and <laughs> i always take the foam from the I always take the foam from the dispensers and then use that on a towel and clean the seat, then put like four of those seat covers down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so gross. Ugh. Yeah, I don't get the bathroom thing and public bathrooms of all places. Not that private bathrooms are any better, but yeah, the whole. <laughs> oh, let's all let's all go to public bathrooms. Have you have you used a girl's restroom in public?
1: Me? Not really.
0: Yeah, they're just as dirty as guys' bathrooms, <laughs>
1: if not in, dirtier. In, in fact, I'd rather use the men's restroom because the women's restroom is always dirtier.
0: Yeah, it's almost always dirtier. It's, and, you know, there's period blood sometimes in
1: there. and Yeah, i will get out here. It's like, oh, I'm good. I used to clean restrooms for a living. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, there are stalls, which
0: is nice, as opposed to urinals, but mm-hmm. I don't know. They're, still, they're st- still there. They're still dirty. Well, men have there. a habit of peeing on the floor. That's true. Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to make the bowl sometimes. <laughs> Let me ask you this. How important is passing to you then?
1: I like to try to be as passing as possible. Reason being is, is I want it to look good, you know, in my own particular way. I want it to look, you know, as, as good as I can do, because I think it's a reflection of my skills, and I want to get better at doing makeup, doing clothing, especially I have such a niche type of look that I still want to make it look as good as possible. I want to make it look as real as possible, not for anybody else, but mainly because I like the way it looks. Mm-hmm. You know, the first time I saw myself with makeup and completely dressed up, I was blown away because I couldn't believe that it was even me, which is a <laughs> weird realization when you get it just right.
0: Oh, yeah mm-hmm no was that
1: you're just like i would so so do me what <laughs> <laughs> i would so do me who hasn't said that to- first time it looked really good was about 10 years ago when i first got to austin and then i i took some tips from a couple people out there i don't really drop any names but a but a couple people who kind of helped me learn about makeup a little bit more mainly these two drag queens that lived in austin that i was friends with they did shows three days a week. Ooh. And one of them was really into like the darker look that I liked more into like the torn up fishnets, the, the, the tattered clothes, and then just showed that makeup doesn't even have to be perfect. It can be as sloppily done as possible and still look amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Gothic more of gothic fashions or grunge fashion. They're not really known for their perfect makeup skills. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm looking at your photos. You pull it off really well. I mean, the goth look for sure.
1: But you've always wanted that look? I mean, I had always been into that. those scenes. I've always been into the music. A lot of uh, hardcore punk music, then uh, goth music, 80s synth music, post-punk, mm-hmm. all that you know, kind of rolled into one. Of course, looking at artists like uh, Susie and the Banshees, Lena, uh, Lena Lovitch, I don't know if you know her. Just that look kind of appeals to me more than, say, like high fashion. I've tried high fashion. I think I look a mess. What do you mean by high fashion? I'm just talking about the cocktail dresses, more formal dresses, stuff like that. Trying to look like Basically, you're dressed like somebody with a lot of money, <laughs> <laughs> if, if that makes any sense. I want to dress as on the cheap as possible, and it's really more believable. One thing I don't like, and I think some drag queens are going to be writing in here or commenting <laughs> on this one, is I don't like overdone lips. Mm. Meaning where you take and you extend the lip brush out as far as you can. Where I guess in the the drag world, I guess bigger eyes, bigger lips are kind of more fashionable. But I really like the more subtle approach, um mm. just using like your natural contours of your face. Mm-hmm. Because I've tried to do the over where I, I I I extended one time. I extended my makeup literally like a half an inch past my lips drew like a big joker face on yeah, yeah and it just didn't look right it was messy i've always noticed if you draw your lips on smaller and then work your way out they look better they actually look bigger when you draw them smaller
0: hmm. true true true
1: and then of course i have the hippie outline there <laughs> <laughs> the, do you hang
0: out with other cross-dressers or like, do you have a support group or other people you talk to ah, you about fashion and stuff, or is it just...
1: Ah, my support group's mainly in Austin. Okay. I've met a few crossdressers out here, but, I mean, nothing worthwhile that we've really established a friendship. But then again, like I said, I've been working so much that friends are kind of luxury nowadays. Right. Uh, oh, another question I was going to ask. Maybe it's too personal if
0: you don't have to answer it. But is cross-dressing a kink for you? A kink? Yes. Mm, I've never really thought of it that way. Mm -hmm. Like, do you gain sexual gratification from dressing up or whatnot?
1: No, not really. There's a part of it, of course. There's a small part of it that's, you know, like I said before, where you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, (laughs) I, I, I would so get with me. Right, But at the same time, it's kind of like, I spent all this time getting makeup on, getting clothing on. I don't want to take anything off. (laughs) (laughs) How long does your process take? I've gotten better. (laughs) On the days that it actually works and I don't get in a a fist fight with my eyelashes, it usually takes me about 45 minutes to do makeup. Only takes me about 20 minutes to do the clothing and the hair. No, not bad. And then I would say another 15 minutes finishing up. Of course, you've got to give yourself time to reapply stuff. I mean, makeup smears, you may Mm -hmm. screw up and Mm -hmm. smudge half your face off and then have to clean it up and start again. But yeah, the process is pretty quick. And I use the blending sponges mainly. They're the easiest thing to do because if you screw up, you just take everything off and blend it back in. Right, right. Yeah, I was going to ask what your makeup products are and
0: what your makeup process is like. You said blender brushes. Mm-hmm. What kind of makeup products do you
1: use? I'm a big fan of like cheaper stuff like LA Colors. They're one of the cheaper ones. I do buy some of the lip glosses online. Some Mary Kay products, depending on what it is. I usually spend most of my money on the foundation because that's the most important part because got a lot of stuff to conceal Facebook and all that stuff. So my process usually starts. I instantly go for a product called Magic Pore Eraser. It's it's a Maybelline product, but it just says it's called Pore Eraser, and I just get a healthy dose of that. So like basting a turkey with it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait for that to dry, and, and then it lets it it goes ahead, and then I go for the foundations and stuff like that that I need. Powder's always been my enemy because I use it. But I have to use it sparingly because when it mix w- mixes with the foundation, sometimes you end up looking bronzer than you want to look. So, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> My biggest problem is, is trying to find foundations and products like that that are almost white but not too white. You have a paler um, skin tone, right? Um, actually, not really. Um, The way I make it a little bit, yeah, my face is kind of, I would say, bronzer. Um, Mm. That's why if I use any kind of white face paint, you will see a contrast in my neck and my arms. My neck and my arms is what my actual face is, kind of. So, yeah, I use a lot of... One of the products I use the most is, I use a lot of baby powder. Oh, Baby powder is a good way. I know it dries out your face, but baby powder is a good way especially if you're using certain cameras, it's a good way to make your face as white as possible. Like even whiter than the manic panic, uh, the white manic panic powder that I use, but it doesn't make your face look like it's glowing. It just looks naturally white. Mm, Hmm. Yeah. Naturally white. And there is a funny thing that happens depending on the camera I use Because sometimes I use my uh, camera for my computer, which is a 4K. Well, it's a 4K camera, although it's only taking pictures in 2K right now. But it has this weird thing where I have so much uh, natural light that my nose tends to want to disappear in the photo. (laughs) And and I thought that became my signature for a while. (laughs) The goth white look, it's really hard to maintain. I, I would love to find a way to keep it as white as possible. Mm-hmm. so you said it takes you less than an hour
0: or so or whatnot to do is that i'm getting
1: yeah it takes me about 45 minutes
0: to do all the makeup does that include shaving or how does how do you deal with body hair
1: no shaving is usually done i usually start the night before mm-hmm. i remove all body hair i oh, okay that's been a weird phobia of mine it's like i don't mind <laughs> body hair on other people but when it's on yeah. me i'm just like oh get it off me makes my skin crawl when i look at it but i've always been like that okay yeah and shaving my face i usually try to do it the night like before i go to sleep Uh, because i don't grow too much facial hair in the initial couple hours lucky but i've noticed if i do shave like but the day that i uh start putting makeup on so about an hour before it my skin turns out a lot redder. I get a lot more pimples, and I get a much more uneven look when it comes to my uh, face because it still looks like I have facial hair because you ran a razor blade across your face, right
0: right. <laughs> your skin, and you never thought about laser hair removal or anything?
1: It's just money. the no, money yeah I don't get too too many ingrown hairs or too many razor razor bumps. Um, I'm not a very hairy person to begin with. There's a few places I may get razor bumps, mainly in my upper, the upper legs, kind of like the butt section and, you know, (laughs) in the, the crotch region, you might get some, that's where you get the most bumps, I think, because really that it's a sensitive area. It's not really made for razors, but I soldier (laughs) on through it. I use Mm -hmm. a lot of aftershave when I do shave those areas, I'd use a lot of aftershave and it does kind of get rid of the redness and the bumps so yeah yeah and there's one product i always recommend to use if if you want your body to have kind of like a more shinier healthier look instead of you know dry skin i use either mineral oil or something like the thicker baby oil there's actually a baby oil lotion that i use that literally makes your skin look like it's shiny
0: yeah hmm.
1: it hides a lot of the bumps and the pores and stuff like that that you have yeah, sounds right.
0: Is there a favorite piece of clothing that you like to wear?
1: Or, I don't know. Right now, my favorite, actually, it's two different shirts. So I have two band shirts. I have a, a punk band called The Exploited. I had a shirt for many, many years. It got really ripped up. I cut it <laughs> up with a pair of scissors, made it a tank top. Nice. That's kind of like one of my favorite shirts right now. And it it was my favorite shirt in the past. That's why it's kind of sentimental to me. And then the Game of Thrones shirt that I also cut up. And then I added some red cloth material into it to kind of give it like bows on both sides. Basically, I I butchered it. So that's a close second. (laughs) And funny thing is, these are both stuff that you can find as boy clothes or unisex clothes. (laughs) Of course. Of course, do you take on a different persona as well, you call her F cat or, mm-hmm.
0: or Cat fem
1: versus your guy mode? Yeah, I, I take on kind of a different persona, but I, I don't change up. I've, as you notice, I just talk normal. Um, I don't really change up my voice. I have been known to try to do, you know, breathier voices, but that takes a lot of training. Your vocal cords tend to go back to their default state. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. I also in the virtual world sansar. I've taken on that persona completely by accident because I never intended to take on that persona going into there. But when people found out more about me, I ended up taking on that persona, and it—it's kind of liberating in a virtual world. Mm. So yeah, I, I yeah. think there's part of me that's that's different when I'm dressed up. There is part of me anger what is, is different. Anger is out the window. Oh, you're not an angry person as Fcat. Yeah, I'm not an angry person in that mode. Bitchy, but not angry. Um, (laughs) And that's what the thing. That's what I love about the releases. uh, The guy mode in me still has that fight or flight mentality, that kind of macho machismo bullshit that every guy does, even though they don't want to admit it. Right. Somebody screams something at you and you want to fight. (laughs) Right. Try to avoid that now because getting punched hurts. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Not fun. Yeah. I guess we can wrap it up soon. Uh, but the last question I usually like to ask my guests are: um, What is your ideal world with cross-dressing and gender? If you could picture it, what would that mean?
1: I would say gender is over. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What's that slogan I've seen on a shirt? They say gender's over. I think that's. I think that's the best way to go for it. It's everybody should just be themselves think the world would be a better place if a lot more people were true to themselves. right? And and you talk about, I don't think you ever got into, I was listening to a previous podcast you had and they were talking about violence towards trans people and Mm cross-dressers. And one thing that I took from it is, yeah, people who are very locked into their own hell over their own feelings, if they can't come to terms with it, they're very dangerous people. Right. Because they may flip on a dime. You know, right. They start feeling uncomfortable about feelings that they have. And I don't know. That's where the transformation goes horribly wrong. <laughs> well, totally right. And then suicide rates.
0: Oof. How do you feel about the podcast and stuff so far from what you've heard? And is there anything
1: you'd like to hear different or anything you'd, I don't know, feedback? Oh, feedback on the self explanatory I kind of want to venture into podcasting myself. I've dabbled with the idea. Yeah. Um I've hosted on a few of my friends' podcasts. I started from the the days where we just passed around cassettes to each other. <laughs> so, it's 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 an area I want to go into as well. You should. Uh, but <laughs> um it's finding people that have, you know, a schedule that's similar to yours. Finding people that aren't completely off their rocker. <laughs> I know I'm kind of yeah, going a, a of long way to to answer your question, but uh, from what I've heard, I mean, it, it sounds like it's well produced. Me, I hope so. <laughs> I I like the podcasts a little longer. Some of the podcasts I listen to is like you've heard of the. I don't know if you ever heard of like Dana Hour podcast, which mm. is never an hour. You can look it up. (laughs) It says Dana Gould hour, but literally the last podcast was three and a half hours. And then it's it's split over multiple guests. Uh, The multiple guest format is also cool, too, because it kind of breaks up the. The monotony of talking to one person, of course, multiple guests is fun returning guests. But all in all, I mean, I've been listening to it since i first started talking to you i think two weeks ago actually i think i discovered it about a month ago and i think it was the i can't remember which episode was it but i did the first episode i actually recall listening to was the sexual abuse or the sexual assault one the one where you told your your story about that yeah that was the first one i was like oh okay and I like the way you were kind of real about it. You weren't you, you didn't seem to be villainizing anybody or angry about it. You were calmly talking about it, so I think yeah. you got a lot more out of it than just yeah, it happened. you know so like, <laughs> yeah, it happened, and I'm pissed about it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was like, I mean, you know i I've dealt with it, and I'm sure I'm somewhere deep in there. it's like
1: You'd seem you' seem know, to have sure. not really villainized the the person in the story and in, in, in your experience either right you didn't villainize him you didn't give out his name really right and i think that's the best way to do it i, I hope that forgiveness is is something we need to learn even though even yeah. if people have wronged you people should be right. able to change right um, i
0: agree i agree yeah you're actually <laughs> you're the most pragmatic guest i've heard
1: <laughs> it's kind of cool you're just like yeah you Cross dress?
0: There you go.
1: I think you, you told yeah, your family. Yeah, I, I I talk about it as calm as as possible because I don't. I've been doing it so long that I'm just like meh. Uh, you're just like ah, oh, there it is, like nonchalant. Yeah, not, you, uh, is that the word we're looking for? Just kind of yeah, like, just like well, yeah, modest. Yeah, yeah it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, oh, there it is. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm an action cross dresser. <laughs>
0: you just you just live in life and you're just dealing with it and
1: oh yeah we didn't even get over the things i did in the army which aren't very exciting yeah but i'm sure like if you had your own podcast <laughs> i would listen
0: to it well,
1: i would hear about let's it let's put it this way yeah. my my time in iraq was basically sitting on a small air air station hoping that i didn't get uh, attacked <laughs> hoping well, that they didn't you know. get lucky and blow me up with a mortar <laughs> <laughs> there you go i would listen to that for an hour like, oh, oh yeah yeah I'm still alive like oh, there it is. <laughs> Maybe that's a good idea. Maybe that's a good name for it. action yeah. cross-dressers.
0: <laughs> action crossdresser. I, was, you know what? There's not many crossdressing podcasts, which is kind of surprising to me. That's why I started this one because I'm like the only other podcast. If you look up an Apple Podcast, is the Village Church Q and A crossdressing thing, and they say that it's not right to be a crossdresser. Based, I don't know if you're religious or not, but it talks about it's not right to be a crossdresser because god says or whatever it says in the bible that if society says it's not okay to cross us right then and there then it's not okay i'm like wait what
1: yeah but the people who wrote that
0: book were wearing dresses yeah exactly <laughs> so, <laughs> they were wearing some like, kind
1: of garb right uh-uh. i'm
0: like wait that doesn't make any sense so yeah i had to start my own podcast <laughs> and i don't know i think i've done some good people have reached out and some people have reached out to me about like, Oh, their relationships are better with their boyfriends because they've heard my podcast. And I was like, sweet. That almost made me cry. I was so
1: excited. Yeah. Tell them so, to go back in time and, and, and tell, tell a Viking that his makeup isn't right. Yeah. Right. Exactly.
0: But yeah, well, thank you for being on the podcast. Um, sorry. It's taken so long to finally get you on here. Yeah. You've been awesome. F-cat is what I should call you, right? Or how do you prefer to be called?
1: Yeah, that's. I think that's, that's the, the best thing. <laughs> Just the the cat
0: or F-cat.
1: Cat, the cat.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. Any other last things you'd like to say or anything you'd like to add? Last. Um, how can we reach your people want to talk to you? How would they get to you?
1: I am usually on Instagram. And uh, I usually go by the name. Not F-cat. Actually, it's Fem because somebody took that name. And then I'm also on Reddit at the same thing as Catfem as well. Couldn't find an original name. But Mm -hmm. I I usually like to, if somebody is wanting to know any questions about, you know, cross-dressing or ever wants to learn a little bit more about me as a person, you know, feel free to, to message me all you want. The thing I don't want is people using it as an opportunity to try to message me naughty things. That's one of my biggest things. I mean, I even got one of my posts blocked, but I got so mad on Reddit that I told somebody, I told it straight out and posted it on the cross-dressing forum and got it banned and said, I'm not here for any kind of sexual act. I'm just here just to be here, you know, but right. I'm sure there's people growing up confused about, you know, does cross-dressing make me gay? Does cross-dressing make me this? And I love to talk right. to those people because, you know, I just, I love to be supportive. I've lived long enough that I feel almost like a father or mother figure to a lot of these people because I understand exactly what they're going through. We may have kind of different outcomes, but I kind of try to, you know, do what I can for people. <laughs> be generous right. and be gentle to people. I just have an ear for people. You know, I don't want to live in a world where we attack each other all the time. <laughs> Right. That was long-winded. <laughs> Once I get into that talking mood, I can't shut up. But
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much, Fcat. Um, thank you for the House yes podcast. You've been an amazing guest. Thank you, thank you. And that was my talk with Fcat. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We talked about a lot of things. She talked about her experiences. She talked about what it means to be a crossdresser. She talked about being a trash panda talked about coming out to her family and despite her initial thoughts of what it came in it was totally something different you know how we can learn to accept cross dressers better and she talked about her makeup tips hope you guys learned a little bit about her a little bit more about me Hope you guys learned a lot from this episode hope you guys enjoyed this it's a pretty fast upload to make up for all those weeks that i've missed i have a couple more coming up hope you guys enjoy it tune in next week where i'll talk about I don't know, I think I'll talk about tranny chasers and how we sexualize transgendered people or cross-dressers and all that other stuff and, you know, how it's not cool and how we objectify them and how, I don't know, we should rethink how we do that. Uh, It's going to be a good episode. I hope you guys tune in. Hope you guys come to Pride this week. Hope you guys are enjoying your Pride festivities. Enjoy the rest of your week. Um, Yeah, and as always, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous. Again, I'm not here to treat or diagnose anything, guys. I am just here to tell my story. I have people come on the podcast and tell their story and and maybe you guys can learn from it. And I hope it helps you guys understand the world of cross-dressing and gender a bit more.